Thank you for joining the CY Life podcast. At Cornerstone Youth, we want our students to encounter God through biblical teaching, authentic community, and kingdom service. Our prayer is that Jesus is made famous in the world around us and that our circle gets bigger and bigger. Welcome to the channel and welcome to our family. We hope you enjoy. What's going on, CY? Yeah! That's what I like to hear. Am I on right? Okay, here we go. Can we hear me? Good. Um, so, this month, it's February, this is the love month, and so we are in a new series called Creative Love, and we're super stoked about it because we're going to be talking about this word, love, and what does it really mean? Because I think we use this word a lot, and I think sometimes we don't even use this word in the right context. How many of you guys, like, love your dog? You have that dog, you love your dog, it's so fluffy, and all that good stuff. How many of you guys love your cat? Great. I made this joke before, and it still stands. There will be prayer afterwards for you, all of you guys. We're so glad you're here. Um, this is where you can experience freedom. No, I'm just kidding. Our cats are great. I don't love them because I'm allergic to them, but that's the only reason. Some, and for some reason, all cats love me. Like, they know I'm allergic. I walk in, and they're like, Oh, that dude's allergic. Let me just go rub all up on his leg or whatever. So, okay. So we use this word love a lot. And we can, I can use examples like dogs, cats. I think I preached, um, I know I preached the other day. But I was like, I love my shoes. And so we use this word all the time. But when we, I think because when we use it all the time like that, when we read scriptures and we read about God's love for us, or when we read these scriptures that says, love your neighbor as yourself, we begin to apply the love that we have for our dog with the love that God has for us. And that's just not even close to the equation. Like that, it doesn't even make sense. And so what we're gonna be talking about is we're gonna be talking about tonight, foundational love. Everybody say foundational love. Okay, say it with some like umph. Foundational love. There we go, that's what I'm talking about. So if you're gonna follow along with me, we're gonna be in 1 John chapter four and then Luke chapter 10. And this is where we're gonna be camping out. Um, and then 1 John, we'll be reading verses seven through 19 and then Luke 10 verses 38 through 42. But before we jump into scripture, let me pray and let's just um, take it to the Lord. So God, thank you so much for an opportunity to worship you in a beautiful building like this. God, thank you for the ability to worship you with friends that we can do life with just um, every single day, day in and day out. And God, I pray that as we begin to launch this series off and as we begin to talk about what it means to love you, God, what it means when you say you love us. God, what it means to, to love one another and love our friends. And God, to honor you through relationship. I, God, I pray that as we dive into these subjects, you are glorified in every single aspect. Lord, we praise you. We give you all honor and all glory. And everyone in the house that loved Jesus said, amen. So if you're with me, 1 John chapter 4, I'm going to read all the verses right here. We're going to unpack it. And then we're going to just continue on. So 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. When you're there, say, oh yeah. I love it. So it says, beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. 
In this, the love of God was manifested among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation of our sin, which is basically an atoning sacrifice. I had to look up on Google how to say that word, and I still think I butchered it. Um, Verse 11 says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him, and he is in us, because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is Son, that is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe that the love that God has for us, God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. By this, by this, it, whew, By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment that he has also, um, he is so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. So, I know that was a whole lot, and we just read a lot of different verses, and a lot of that love came up a lot. Like, and who else, I know I'm a little scatterbrained. This has been me all day. If you ask anybody that's been hanging out with me, I've just been like a little firecracker today, just like going off, talking about random subjects, and so that definitely is manifesting itself right now in this very moment. But this word love comes up a lot in this scripture, and so what does it actually mean? And really what we're seeing in 1 John chapter 4 is we're seeing a lot of different aspects of love, but he's saying if we're not seeing love in somebody, then, then how can you say like you love God but you hate your brother? And so this love is this, is this sacrificial love because it's connecting God with every single aspect of loving. Like when we love our neighbor, when we love God, when we love ourselves, like we are, we are representing God and if there's any aspect of our life that says, hey, I don't actually love that person. Like it says, God is not in you. It says God is in love. If you, if you abide in love, you abide in God and God is love. And so like for us to understand to love God is to love one another. It's to love ourselves, but it's ultimately to sacrificially love God. And it kind of flows right from our Something Different series because we, we were talking about like living different and worshiping different and the difference, and it all comes down to God, but without love, none of it, none of it matters. And so what we see in 1 John is basically, basically this picture and this description of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. And I know some of you guys are thinking, Rance, I'm a believer, I, I, I've, already, I've already accepted Christ, but if you're not loving, if you're not loving the person next to you, then what this scripture is saying, then like God is not in you. I can't even remember exactly where it is. Um, let, me, let me find it real quick because it's important. If anyone does not love, 
um, verse eight. So it says, if anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. Like that's heavy. And this isn't talking about the love of your dog, but it's saying a sacrificial like love for one another. This love that says, hey, I love my neighbor and my friend so much, the one that doesn't believe in God, I love him so much that I would rather engage in an awkward conversation with the hope that a seed might be planted than avoid it completely because I'm so scared of the awkward moment. It's this love that says, regardless of what may happen, I'm going to live like Jesus Christ did. I'm going to imitate Christ. I'm going to pick up my cross because God did it for me, because he first loved now that we have this ability to love. And so this is the love that we're going to be talking about. And if we can't understand this foundational love, like we won't be able to perfect our relationships, not even perfect it because we can't perfect anything, but we won't see health in our relationships whether they're with your boyfriend or girlfriend or with your best friend, like you won't see health in that if you can't understand what this is. Because God's love is foundational to everything we do. So everybody say foundational love is God's love. Sweet, so now I need you to open up to Luke chapter 10 and this is where we're gonna get a little bit more application And I have not a whole lot of points for you guys. I actually only have one because I want you guys to get it. But before, I gotta set the scene. So we're just gonna throw some tissues around. Let's see. Let's make it look as messy and nasty as possible. See, if this was like going on during worship, I would have had an aneurysm. Like, I don't do, you know, at work, I'm a lot more OCD than I am at home, and Mary can attest to that, because I am really lazy at home, but when I come to work, I'm like, everything has to be straight, everything has to be clean, and then Brett and Luke can attest to that side of me. So I have like two different sides. So in Luke chapter 10, what we're seeing, and we're going to be in verse 38 through 42, um, this is the story of Martha and Mary. I'm going to read it real quick, and I'm going to then explain why this applies right here. And then we're going to do a little, not activity, but application. So it says, now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Um, I flipped too many pages. And she had her sister called Mary, um, and she had her sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, "Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me." But the Lord answered to her and said, "Martha, Martha, you were anxious and you were troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion." which will not be taken away from her. And so this picture, and I just imagine, I set, this state, I set this platform up like this because I imagine Martha is stressed and anxious because Jesus Christ is in their home or in the building that they're in and she's like, I want this place to be perfect. And so she's just picking up and she's like freaking out. Yeah, how many, okay, parents have friends over there like, Josh, hurry up, so-and-so's coming over. We need the whole entire house clean. Is the closet clean? It's like, mom, they're not even gonna go into the closet. I don't care, it needs to be perfect. Whose parents does that? 
Okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one. When my mom acted like that, I got so stressed and I didn't even know what to clean. Like I just start like, like, <sighs> and so this is what I picture Martha as in the story. She's, she's like running around frantic and she's cleaning up all this and just trying to like hide it all. I almost, never mind. So she's picking up all this stuff and then she sees Mary right over here just sitting down with Jesus. And we're just gonna, Jesus is right here. He looks good, doesn't he? And Mary's just sitting at Jesus' feet and just talking to her, talking to him. Just doing life with Jesus right here. And so Martha is just stressed out and she's saying, like, Jesus, tell Mary to pick up all this stuff. There's still Kleenexes all the way over there. There's still dirt on the, on the dirt sink. I think they, I don't know if they had like ceramic sinks or whatever. I just imagine there are dirt sinks and how do you clean dirt from dirt sinks? So, um, I told you my brain is really crazy right now. So, and so the application for this right here is sometimes we get so caught up in a Martha attitude that we miss out on a Mary moment. Like all Mary wanted was to sit down in the presence of Jesus and just just experience his love. To just, just to sit with him. And it didn't matter of the mess that Martha and Mary were living in. Like she didn't feel this need or obligation to clean up, to, to perfect everything, to be the best at whatever it was. Mary, all she cared about is that Jesus was in her midst and she just wanted to sit in his presence. And so, so often with this, this idea of love, we think we have to come to God like prepared. Like we have to clean up all of our tissues, all of our issues before God can actually love us. Before we can actually experience this foundational love that we see throughout scripture from Genesis to Revelation. When all Jesus says and what scripture says and what this entire Bible says is just sit in my presence. Seek me and you will find me. You see, a lot of times, I think the church does a disservice when we talk about like love series and relationship series and some of them are really great. But this entire Bible doesn't give you a step-by-step -step on how to date. And there's, there's things that we can take from this that will give us great tips on how to godly date and how to honor our relationship um, in dating. But this entire book, all 66 books, is about one relationship and it's about our relationship with Christ. It's about coming into Jesus' presence and saying like, I'm not good enough, but you love me regardless. And so our one point, you can throw it up on the screen, it's God's love is experienced in God's presence. God's love is experienced in God's presence. And some of you have accepted Christ and you still really haven't experienced this part. Like you were in it and you are like, hey, Jesus, I wanna make you Lord of my life. I, I can believe, truly. And then you just went back onto your regular living. And then you ask and I get questions and Brett and Luke get questions and we, we think like, well, how do I hear God's voice? How do I, how do I feel God? How do I um, have a relationship with him? 
and you're missing this part where you just sit down and say, I don't want to, like, I'm not going to try to win my way up to Christ. There's, that's, I don't see that anywhere in Scripture. What typically I see through all the different stories is people like Mary that just want to sit at Jesus' feet. Because Mary knows she can't clean the house well enough for Jesus. Mary knows that she can't get it all right. She just wants to experience God's love by being in his presence. And that's what we want for you guys. That's what I want for me. And so regardless if you are, like you've been living this Christian life for a long time, a long time relatively, like some of you guys have not been living a long time. Um, so welcome to the world. Um, but then others of you, and we have some old volunteers, so they have been living a long time. But no, we have great volunteers. They're not old. They're young in life. Um, but regard. Oh, yes, ma'am. Sorry. <laughs> young people everywhere. All I see. Um, but it doesn't matter where you are in your faith. God says, I love you, and just, just hang out with me. Sit with me. And so worship team can go ahead and come up here, because we're going to do something right here. And I need you to trust me. I need you to like fully engage in this and just give it a shot. But here in a minute, worship team is about to begin playing. And what I want us to do is I want us to sit in God's presence. I just want us to have an intimate moment with the Lord where we just go and just talk with them. No distractions. And so what this looks like is I want you to put your phone on your seat I want you to take anything that might distract you, all of those who are volunteering with um, like all your badges, you can put them on the seat, cameras, you can put them on the seat. Like I want nothing to be able to like you to fiddle with or distract you. And you can take your Bible, but I want us to just spend time with the Lord. I want us to experience God's love because we're in his presence. And so the worship team is just going to sing and we're going to begin to apply what scripture says. We're going to begin to have merry moments. And my prayer is one, we're about to break up into small groups after this, that you can talk and say, hey, the Lord shared this with me, or um, this was really good. But more than that, my prayer is that you begin to apply this out there in your own lives. Like when you get home from school, you just sit down for a little bit and you think, like, I don't, I didn't do anything yesterday. I didn't do anything the day that I said yes to Christ. All I did was say yes. And just take time to sit in his presence. Because if we want to get anything else right, we need to first like understand this foundational love. And I'll let you in on a secret. You'll never like fully get there. I don't even fully comprehend it. Because the reality is I was a sinner and probably the worst of all of us. Like, I did things intentionally knowing they were wrong, and I did them anyway, because why not? And some of you guys have done the exact same thing, you feel the exact same way, and you think like, God can't love me, I've, I've done it this time, I've gone too far, it's over. Like now I'm just gonna play church and hopefully fix myself up until um, God gives me another chance. 
And that's nowhere in scripture. All God says is, hey, believe that my son, Jesus Christ, was the Lord and Savior that he raised up from the dead. And then just spend time with me. That's what we see throughout all of scripture. And so tonight, we're going to spend time with him. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray. Lights are going to go down. And I don't think I cued that for them. But lights are going to go down. And I just want you to find a spot in this room. Don't go in the closets. Don't go in any rooms. But just right here in this room, sit down one-on-one with you and Jesus. Sound good? And I'm going to pray. And then as you feel, as the time's been, as you've spent time with the Lord, you can come back and then join us in worship. But I do, I want us to take some time and just spend time with God. So, God, thank you so much for um, this agape love, this sacrificial love that honestly, like, we can't win, we can't deserve, we, we can't work for it. But God, you just give it to us. And so, Lord, I really, I really do pray from the, like, the deepest parts of my heart that us as CY, as Cornerstone Youth, as as just a body of believers, brothers and sisters, that we can begin to just walk in deeper, more rich relationship with you. And God, that these students cherish times with you when their life isn't that crazy and when it isn't massively chaotic. God, that they make you a priority now so that you can be glorified, that you can be made famous in their life later on. Lord, we love you, we thank you, we trust you, we surrender these, these moments to you, we surrender our lives to you, and we give you everything. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. So, this is your time. Put your phone down, put everything aside, just find a spot in the room, and just spend time with God. You guys can go. Yeah, that's good.